Hi, I'm Tina. And I'm Amber. And, and we're, we're the Slayer Sisters. Sisters. Hello. Good evening. Good evening, lovely followers and fans and supporters. How are you? How is you? How is you? Yeah. How, how is, is you? How is yous? <laughs> Fantastical. Ma. <laughs> It was a you thing. It was a sheep thing. Don't I'm getting bad looks from our tech lady. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So before we start this, yes. got a couple of shout outs. Whoop, whoop, shout out. First one is to Calvin Anderson. Oh, oh, you're naughty. He said I could. Use his last name too? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just checking. I don't Jesus. want to get in trouble. Anywho. Infringement issues. No, he'll be fine with it. Okay. Calvin, what up? And to one of our listeners or subscribers out there who is Sam. Hello, Sam. Thanks for listening to us, you yes, guys. Yes, thank you guys. We love the support. We do, we do, and it's just growing. It is. Stop it. Up to 250 subscribers. You guys are the best. Yeah. And, holy shit balls, we're in more states now. Yes, we are. We hit Hawaii. We would love to come visit you, just um, so yes. you know. Absolutely. California. Flo uh, Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. Oh my gosh. Shut your mouth. This is just insane. I know. So insane. And you got a reply from Patrick. I did. How fucking cool is this? I know. It's pretty insane. Insane in the membrane. Yep. It's a, it's a, never mind. We know. Okay. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> so... Wow, I'm just all kinds of jacked up. Hey, that's a good thing. Yeah. We're supposed to have high energy, remember? Oh, that's right. High energy. Yeah. Yes, high energy. That's uh -huh. right. Don't be so boring. Why are you guys so boring? <laughs> that's a that's an impression of my teenage niece. Yeah. Stop being so boring. Pretty much. Yeah. So I yeah. think we're doing kick-ass, though. I do, too. Month and a half? Mm-hmm. Not even? Not even. Not we started, even. We started after New Year. Yeah, Because there's we so did. much going on. That's right. Yep. So, yeah, not even a month and a half, and we are just, wow, it's getting a little aggressive in here. <laughs> I think we need to take the whiteboard away from our producer. I think so, too. Yep. No more whiteboard for you, lady. So today, we are covering the Edgar Allan Poe Museum. This is a dream of mine. It is a dream of yours? I mean, just covering Edgar Allan Poe. And if any of you do remember... And the last time when we talked about covering this, uh, I got in trouble. I was very disappointed. Well, I'm sorry. Join the crowd. Get in line. Take a number of people mm -hmm. I've disappointed in my life. Blah, blah, blah. We're not done with the whole... You're going to read. I'm not done with you. You're going to read Edgar Allan Poe. I am not... Oh, I, I will. Yes. Yes. Yes, I will. That's I what will. I'm saying. I will. Uh, who did we talk about the other day? You are like, I don't know who that... Oh, <laughs> Dean Martin. You're like... Who was that? I didn't know who that was. Who's that singing? I was like, oh, bitch, please. I'm more into the people of the 1800s, okay? Ask okay. me, ask me okay. about any of them. I got you. Okay, well, then we'll just learn together. I guess so. Jeez. <laughs> Anyhow. And calm. Not really. <laughs> In through the nose, out through the mouth. Oh, here we are. We're like a motivational speaker. <laughs> up in We're in trouble if I'm a motivation. Get your ass up and pull yourself together. 
I mean, yeah, that would be that, you. That would be me, right? Would. You would start out. You would start out nice with. The I would. Deep breath in. Deep breath and a nice calming voice. Get back to work. Get back to work. Pull yourself together. <laughs> yes. So anyhow, so the Edgar Allan Poe Museum. Where yes. is this located, Miss Amber? It is located at 1914 East Main Street in Richmond, Virginia. Virginia, yay, yay, yay. That's right. Yay. It is a, it's an old stone house. Yep. Oldest residential building still standing in Richmond to this day. Yeah. Crazy. Poe never lived there. He never did. No. Oh. We got ties. But we, we oh, okay. I mean, you do you, Edgar. Never I, lived there, huh? Never once. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Born in 1809, January of 1809. Yep. He was an American writer, poet, author, editor, and a literary critic, if you didn't know. Yes. You do. But he's best known for his poetry and shows short stories, particularly his tales of mystery and macrobe. Macabre. Whatever, I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's not macrobe, it's macabre. Why can't it be macrobe? Because it's not. What because if I want the, it to be? Because the re is, it's just silent. It's just how it is. Like, some of is them silent a. and knife. Some of, some of the re's are a's. Okay, but it's, it's called macabre. Okay, whatever. We've macabre. watched plenty of documentaries. Where uh, the sick people, it's it's macabre. Anyhow. I don't pay attention to that word. No, I know you don't. I'm more like, where's the blood and guts? Well, <laughs> that's part of the macabre. Well, I don't need to know what it is. Okay. I just need to know it's blood and guts. It is. That's and where, the, that's where like, the macabre, that's the, describes it. <sighs> We're off subject already. I just can't believe it. <sighs> Anywho. Anyhow. So, he was regarded as a central figure. Well, I, that would be true. Yeah. Um, he, they literally thought he was like, they romanticized him. Well, I was supposed in that time, if he was, yeah. I, I'm guessing, um, pretty very individu individualistic, like there probably wasn't too many other people like him. No, we'll get I would there. imagine not. No. You know. No, and, uh, he also was huge with the gothic fiction in the United States and pretty much all of American literature, let's be honest. True. Very true. That yeah. I can, that, yes. I, yes. Mm -hmm. And he also is considered the inventor of uh, detective fiction genre. Ha. Huh. Mm hmm I'm liking him already. Way to go, Edgar. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting name, Edgar. Edgar. Um, yeah, he's a significant uh, contributor to the emerging genre of science fiction at that time. Really? Mm-hmm. See, now, I wouldn't have guessed that. Science fiction? Yeah, and I think, like... I always thought he was just, like, more, like, the dark and... Well, science fiction back then wasn't, like, robots. Oh, like it is now? Yeah, no. It okay. was more, like, the paranormal. Got... Oh, those okay. Those things. So. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yes. Yeah. So, what, yeah, that, that kind of... Yeah, that makes sense. So, he was also known um, for being an American writer to earn a living through writing alone. So that's all he did. First one, though. First one. First writer in America to earn a living on writing alone. On writing alone. Yeah. That's all he did. So he was a trailblazer. Mm-hmm. So. But uh, it definitely resulted in a financially difficult life and career. Well, you would think. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, when are we talking here again? Uh, oh, 1800s. Yeah. So it's not like people were rolling in the in the dough. No. No. So. He's probably making pennies per book. Per book. Yeah. Yeah. So not a very lucrative career. No. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So uh, Mr. Poe was born in Boston, Mass., yeah. Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the second child to, his parents were actors. Yes. Did you know that? Not until I did this research. Not no. until you did the research. I'm just finding out now. Um, David and Elizabeth, or they would call her Eliza Poe. But then his dad just up and abandoned them in 1810. So he's a year old. Yeah. And his dad was like, I'm kicking rocks. Mm-hmm. Oh, well that's going to have a... Great effect on him. And then his mother passed away in 1811 of pulmonary tuberculosis. Yes. So one years old, dad hits the road. Two years old, his mother passes. Yep. And he's got just the one older sibling. No. How many older siblings? So he's got the one older sibling and then a younger sister. Oh, great. Oh, brother Henry and sister Rosalie. Yep. I love that name, Mm -hmm. Rosalie. That's such a nice name. So then both his parents are gone. So then does he, do they put him in like an, the kids in like an orphanage or? So his older brother ended up going to live with his aunt. Okay. Um, and I'm not really sure what happened to his sister. Couldn't, it might be in here somewhere. It's, I, I researched this a long time ago. Yeah. Um, but he was taken in by John and Francis Allen and John was a successful merchant. He dealt in, like, clothing, wheat, tombstones, tobacco, and slaves. And there it is. It's Richmond, Virginia in the early 1800s. Yeah, there it is. So, uh, yeah, they were from Richmond, Virginia. So that's obviously where he went to go live. Okay. And uh, he, they never formally adopted him. So he kept his given name. Yeah, um, but so when he was born, actually, like they say Edgar Allan Poe, that was not his name. His name was just Edgar Poe. And then when he was taken in by John and Francis, then he took the name Edgar Allan Poe. Oh. Mm -hmm. Always thought his middle name was Allan. Nope. Fascinating. Yes. That is, that's that's fascinating. And he was with them into his young adulthood. Well, good. Good. Well, what are we talking, young adulthood, like teenage-ish? We'll, we'll get there. Okay. Okay. We'll get there. Um, yeah. Uh, they also had him baptized in 1812, because he hadn't been baptized yet, so they were like, because they were really religious three. people. So, yeah, three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, his adoptive father spoils him, but yet aggressively disciplines him. He was an was asshole. Like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Here it comes. Yeah. He, um abused Edgar. And he it was just the one mm-hmm. child that they, they couldn't took. have children. Okay, so they they take in Edgar. Mm-hmm. Not sure what happens to the sister, but the older brother goes to live with the aunt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just getting my ducks in a row. Yeah, he was an asshole. So it is anyways, we'll, we'll get, get there. there. Mm-hmm. 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 So the family uh decided to sail to the United Kingdom in eighteen fifteen and uh Poe attended the grammar school in Irvine, Scotland, Ayrshire, right? Ayrshire. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds, yeah. Uh, and that was just for a short period of time. Okay. 
So then 1816, they decide to rejoin the family back in London. And that's where he studies in boarding schools in Chelsea until the summer of 1817. And then he entered uh, Reverend John Bransby's Manor House School at Stoke Newington, which was then a suburb four miles north of London. Mm-hmm. So he's moved around a lot. Yeah, but he was and, also and going not, to a really good school, so that they wanted to make sure he was highly educated. Highly educated. So okay. then in 1820, they moved back to Richmond with, well, he moved back to Richmond with the Allen family. Okay. Um, and he stayed there until 1824, where he served as a first lieutenant of the Richmond Youth Honor Guard. Oh. Yep, and he, uh, that was when the city was celebrating the visit of Marquis de Lafayette. De Lafayette. He, um, was the last surviving major of the American Revolutionary War. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, they had, like, a parade, and he came in, and Edgar Allan Poe served on the color guard. Oh, very so, cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. So then, March of 1825, uh, Alan's uncle and business benefactor, William Galt, died, which he was one of the wealthier men in Richmond at that time. Left Alan several acres of real estate, and so his inheritance was estimated at about $750,000, which equivalent in 2022 was like $19 million. Yeah. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of moolah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So that summer, spent celebrating his expensive wealth by buying, he bought a two-story brick house called Moldavia. Yes. Did I say that yep, correctly? Yeah, you said that correctly. Moldavia. Okay. So then in February, February of 1826, Poe became engaged to Sarah Elmira Royster before he registered at the University of Virginia. And he was actually going to study ancient and modern languages. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Kind of expand his knowledge. Well, yeah, especially since he was so into writing. And right. Makes sense. So uh, the u- university was in its infancy at that time. It was established on the ideals of its founder, who's Thomas Jefferson. Okay. Uh, and they had very strict rules against, like, gambling, horses, guns, and tobacco and alcohol. But these were mostly ignored. Clearly. And they wanted to enact a system of student self-government. So they wanted to allow their students to choose their own studies, their own arrangements for boarding, and then they wanted them to report all wrongdoing to the faculty, but everything was still in chaos because it was so new. They wanted the kids to pretty much run themselves. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Yeah, so that resulted in a like a large dropout rate. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Here, run your own lives and let us know if something bad happens. That's a brilliant idea. Right. No. Thomas Jefferson, you fucked that up, bud. No shit. Not a good idea, sir. I have words for him, too, but we're, we not, uh, we're not dealing with him We're right not now, dealing so. with him, no. <clears throat> so at this time, he actually lost touch with Royster, and he became estranged from John Allen as well. And this was due to his gambling debts. And he had claimed that Allen didn't send him enough money for, like, boarding and books and uh, any, like, furnishings for his dormitory or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Allen did send clothes, and he also, or sent money, and he also sent extra clothing. To Edgar. But he was gambling in a way, wasn't he? Yep, because mm. his, incre- his debts just increased after oh. that. 
Well, that's great. So he ended up dropping out of college. Well, because he gambled all his money away. Yeah. Jeez. And he, like, felt like he wasn't welcomed to return to Richmond because, I mean, he yeah. was spending all of Alan's right. money on gambling. Right, right. But also, he found out that uh, Royster had actually married Alexander Shelton. So, he's engaged to this Sarah Royster. Mm -hmm. Goes away to college, gambles all his money away, drops out of college, doesn't turn, return to Richmond, and then finds out his fiancée was married to another man. Yeah. Well, I mean, he lost touch with her before then. I don't know what you're expecting, Edgar. Was she supposed to wait for you? I think not. I, I was just going to say that. Yep. Yes. So, in April of 1827... He traveled to Boston. Boston, Mass. Yep. And he sustained himself with odd jobs. Like, he was a clerk, he was a newspaper writer, um, and he started using this uh, pseudonym, Henry Lee Rennett. Henry Lee Rennett. Mm-hmm. I've always wondered where they find their pseudonyms. I have no idea. Because that's a, that's a doozy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, after this, uh, Poe was actually unable to support himself. So, he's like, well, hell, I'll join the U.S. military as okay. a private. There you go. And this was in May tw on May 27th of 1827. Oh. And at that time, he used the name Edgar A. Perry and claimed that he was 22 years old when he was only 18. Oh. Yeah. Lied to the U.S. Army. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, okay. he first served at Fort Independence in Boston Harbor, um, and he earned $5 a month, which back then, I suppose at that time, was decent. Plus in the Army. Yep. So, 1827, he released his first book. Yep. A 40-page collection of poetry. Uh, it was uh, Tamer Lane and other poems, and only 50 copies of his first book were printed. Yes. And pretty much got no attention whatsoever. None. None. Mm -mm. Virtually None. So, November 8th of 1827, uh, his regiment was posted in Fort, Fort, I'm sorry, Fort Moultrie in Charleston, South Carolina. Then he goes by ship to the brig in Waltham. He's promoted to Artificer. Yeah. Is that, did I say that right? Yep, you said that right. Oh, which is an enlisted tradesman who prepared shells for artillery and his monthly pay doubled. Now he's making 10 bucks a yep. month. Way to go, because you're putting artillery together, and you might blow yourself up, so you who might. knows? So we're going to give you a little extra money, yeah. just in case. So he actually served for two years and attained the rank of Sergeant Major for the artillery. Oh. Which is actually the highest rank for a non-commissioned officer, or that a non-commissioned officer could get. Oh, wow. So, I mean, he was... Not, doing, not doing bad, then, no. in his military career. No, but no. he wanted to end his five-year enlistment early. He was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> I'm over putting stuff together. So what he did was he revealed his real name and the circumstances um, to his commanding officer, Lieutenant Howard. And uh, he allowed Poe to be discharged, but only if he would reconcile with Alan. Only if he'd get his that shit was together. His, that go, was his condition. Yeah, go talk to Alan. If you don't, you're not being discharged. Wow. So Poe started writing letters to Alan, and Alan was like, mm, yeah, no. Like, he was super unsympathetic, and he spent several months ignoring all of Poe's pleas. He's like, nope, don't want, I I don't want, want shit to do with you. Yeah. 
He didn't even write to let Poe know that his foster mom was ill. Uh, oh, well, that's nice. And Francis died on February 28th of 1829. Poe visited the day after her funeral. He didn't even know. He just comes home. He's like, hey, guys. Oh, wait. Where's mom? Oh, she died. Her funeral was yesterday. Yeah. What the fuck? Great. Little heads up would have been nice there, pops. Right? Dick face. Garbage. Garbage. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, Poe did end up talking to Alan, and Alan agreed to support his attempt to be discharged. Um, but in order to receive an appointment to the United States Military Academy at West Point. So, basically, he said, listen, yes, I'll get you discharged out of where you're at now. Right. But then you're going to West Point. So you're going from the military to a military school. Yeah. Okay. That I suppose that's a little bit better. Uh, okay. Not really. What, what's the, <laughs> uh, not not really. So he finally well, got discharged April fifteenth, eighteen twenty nine. But they had to find a replacement for he, his position. He had to. He find a had to find a replacement <laughs> yeah. for his position before he could be discharged and all of this. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So then in eighteen thirty. Poe got admittance into West Point. Oh. Uh, but he didn't do well there. <laughs> That's sounding like he's a very stable young man. <laughs> he's not. No, no, no. Um, he was discharged for disobedience. Shocker. And he said that he had a very troubled experience there. Uh, but the, that, and that was the final straw for Alan. Alan completely discontinued all support financially and emotionally. He was like, I'm fucking done. Yeah. I tried to help you, kid. No. Right. No. Because I'm, I'm sure done. he paid for him to get into West Point, too. He did. He also got the appointment because he had, like, friends in high places. Right. And he got... So then that got shit on. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Mm. Bye. I'm done with you. Yeah. So in October of 1830, John Allen actually married his second wife, Louisa Patterson. And this marriage, it was better between, like, uh, Poe and the wife or whatever. They had big quarrels. Um, over the children that were born to Alan out of an extramarital affair with, oh. with Louisa. And oh. Yeah, so this led to Alan's disowning, like, massive disowning of Edgar. He was like, you know what, fuck you. Like, I guess they must have tried to, like, make things right after the whole West Point thing. But then but when John Allen got remarried, him and yeah. his, the new wife and Edgar were, like, mm -mm. fought all the time. So he's yeah. like, okay, now you're done. Exactly. Done, done. Yeah. Okay. So in 1829, he moved to Baltimore to live with his widowed aunt, Maria Clems, and her daughter, Virginia Eliza Clems, and his brother, Henry, and his invalid grandmother, Elizabeth Carnes. Poe. Oh. <laughs> that one I got. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Uh, Virginia was only seven at this time. This is important later. His cousin, mm -hmm. Virginia, is seven. Yeah, when, she, when he first met. Okay, so then he starts to depend on the new family. Mm -hmm. So then by the time Virginia was 14 years old. Well, no, Virginia oh, was she was 14, 14 years, years younger yeah. than Edgar. Mm. Okay, okay. Uh, she had not been to school, but she learned to sing and play the piano. Oh. And uh, they developed a very close friendship. Okay, which you can see, I'm sure, mm -hmm. you know. What happened? So, Poe called her Sissy. Virginia called Poe Eddie. Eddie. <laughs> and his Amory literally looked at Poe as a son, and uh, he considered her like a mother, so he called her Muddy. Muddy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, don't ask. 
I I got nothing. I got nothing. So then in 1831, he was released. Oh, he released his third volume of poems. It was just titled Poems. That's it. That's it. Well, keep it short and simple, I suppose. Exactly. So, but that book had been financed with the help from his uh, fellow cadets at West Point. Yep. Many of them donated to him like 70 cents, and he raised, or 75 cents, and he raised $170. Yep. Which, again, at that time. Good money. Good money. And he could publish his book. And he could publish his book, which was printed by Elam Bliss of New York. But then he labeled it as a second edition. Yeah. Does that, does saying that it's a second edition make it kind of seem like, ooh, the first one was great, here's the second one? Kind of, but, you know, that's the other thing that kind of messes all this up. Like, as, obviously they didn't know this back then, but like, today, if you were to find a volume of Poe's poems, Mm -hmm. just titled Poems, it would be considered a second edition, so it's not worth anything. Like, as, or it's not worth that much, you know. Because not, it says second edition? Because it's a second edition. It's not a first edition. Oh, okay. So, and also, by them saying second edition, that means that the first printing, it could have meant the first printing wasn't good, so they tried it again. Oh, okay. That makes more sense, probably. Yeah. But in his new book, he did include a page, uh, titled, um, saying, to the U.S. Corps of Cadets, this volume is respectfully dedicated. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Because they're the ones that like, help him raise the money to, to publish it. Yep, and at least so, he was like, you know what, guys, thanks, thank thanks you. a lot. Yep, yep. No, so March of 1831, he returns to Baltimore, but Henry, his brother, is not doing well at all. No. No. So, and that was probably part due to problems with alcoholism. And then August 1st of 1831, his brother, Henry, passes away. Yeah. Well, alcoholism, that'll get you every time. All right. So, listen, we're going we're gonna to stop. Oh, is this a good stopping point? She turns it over. She's like, no more reading. No, because we're the next stop. part is, um, in my <clears throat> opinion, I, I mean, I got thoughts. Oh. Mm. Oh, boy. Not the, yourself. Not the best of thoughts. Not the best so of thoughts. So far, I mean, clearly we see. So I think Edgar was a very motivated person, but he was motivated in his own ideals and okay. his own um, interests. He wasn't motivated to be something that somebody else wanted him to, to be. He wasn't going to expunge his energy Okay. on something that he wasn't interested, he wasn't interested in. in. So, I mean, like, he did very well in school. Like, learning, he was extremely intelligent. Well, because he went to a lot of very... Prestigious schools. Prestigious schools, mm-hmm. right? So, you're hoping he learned something. Right. You know. And, I mean, given if, for anyone out there who's read Poe's um, works, the wording for that time even was well elevated above his time. Like, beyond his time. He was okay. so intelligent. And just, um, he he wasn't afraid to take his ideals someplace that... Other people were afraid to go. So he thought more outside the box. Yeah. For very forward thinking for his age, the time, Mm -hmm. you know. And like we had said, he was the very first American writer that made his living just writing. Like he wasn't doing anything else. Mm -mm. But like he he had worked at the newspaper or whatever. But you're still writing. Yeah. You know. I mean that's what you're doing. And so that's what you're using to make your living, to yes. make your way in the world. 
So. I also believe, though, that Poe was a spoiled brat. Okay, so, so obviously. Because remember, like, I don't know, I don't know diddly do. So. so obviously he, you know, his parents were both actors. And yeah, I get it. His mom, or his dad left at one. His mom passed at two. But they still were extremely wealthy. Lived a good life. Pretty good life. And then he goes to the Allens. He's the only child there. I mean, it straight up says that John spoiled him, but was also very stern on him. But I think for Poe, it was like he he didn't really take the discipline. He was more so like, oh, he, they spoiled me. So I think he got used to getting what he wanted at all times. And he was just like, I'm not going to take no for an answer because, like, you've given me everything, so. And that's what, that's in his head now. Yeah. And that's what he's grown up with, so. Yeah, so why do I got to work for it? Right. Everything should just be handled. So, very entitled. Very. Very entitled. Mm. From pretty much day one, then. Yeah. Well, I mean, even when he moved in with his aunt, he started to fully depend on that family. Financially. And every, in every way. Yeah. It, dude, you gonna take care of yourself? Clearly I mean, at not. this point, he's in his young twenty or in his late, uh, early twenties. So, and you're still relying on everyone else to mm -hmm. take care of you. Yeah, I mean, granted, at that time, you know, like your big jobs were like political, or if you own like a lumber yard, or you own some kind of business, like that's where your big money makers was. Okay, and Paul was never going to be that person, ever. Well, that would mean work. Exactly. Yeah. And okay. Poe just was not into that. He wasn't into that. No. So. So now he's living with family. Mm -hmm. His aunt, his cousin, his grandmother. Yeah. And then Henry. Mm -hmm. But Henry has now passed away, his mm -hmm. older brother, from alcoholism. Yes. So then when we come back for part two of the Edgar Allan Poe Museum uh, episode... We're going to get into more of the family, a little bit family dynamics of now he's just, he's the only male then left in that mm -hmm. house. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So then we'll get into more of those family dynamics and the stuff that kind of happens from there. Yeah. So, and I have And thoughts. it should be interesting. It should be interesting. See, this is why Ooh. she does this, because she likes to shock me. And we've oh. heard how many times now from other people, from our followers, it's so awesome when you shock her, you make her speechless. Because that doesn't happen very often. It doesn't, and I just no. know I know the right <laughs> strings to pull. So she's the puppet master. I'm getting you a shirt with that on there. You're just gonna have a little puppet master. You know, kinda like the godfather with the puppet yeah. master thing on the top. Mm-hmm. It's me. Yeah. Do, 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 I wanted to say shock do, master, do, do, but that oh, doesn't oh, sound I good know. at all. Nope, I won't wear that one. Mm-mm. <laughs> We could put shock factor. Shock factor master? No, just shock factor. <laughs> There's no master. It's just shock factor. Okay, well, that's just not any fun then. What or I could say, I I don't know. We'll have to figure we'll, it out. We we'll, gotta, we'll we figure gotta, it out. Yeah, we gotta we'll figure brainstorm. We'll figure it out. So Thanks. when we come back for part two, we will be discussing the family dynamics and all the probably really bad weird shit that happens the fuckery so the fuckery will continue yay so make sure you buckle up pull over sit down whatever you gotta whatever do. you gotta do get Just your alcohol brace yourself effie brace yes. yourself again we love all of you um this is just such an awesome journey it is it is it is a very awesome journey
And like we talked about before, when we both come up here, well, it's mostly me, but it's kind of like, oh, and then we get up here and it's like totally different. Yeah, I'm jacked it's all like day. It's like it's a switch. I'm jacked so all day. I'm like, we're recording tonight. We're recording tonight. We're recording tonight. Yeah. Then you walk in the door and I'm like, God damn. <laughs> and then I got to kind of get into the swing of things. Where's the energy? But it's fun. It's it's kind of funny. So I, I told my youngest, I was like, so I got to record, you know. Got my recording to do tonight, tomorrow, you know, Thursday. And he's like, oh, you guys have a schedule? And I was like, that's awesome, Mom. I'm like, aw. We sure do. Thanks. That's so sweet. We're slowly <laughs> getting more organized. We are, It's so much better, though. It is. I yeah. mean, we've seriously come, like, weaves and bounds since day one. So yes. that's going to be awesome. Yep. So make sure you follow us. Um, subscribe. Subscribe. I mean, always send us... Any of your requests, your comments, you know, whatever you want to do. Um, we always get back to you. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. Like we talked about, not too much longer down the road, we're going to be throwing up some live, re live recordings on YouTube. So that'll be awesome. Yeah. That'll be awesome. I'm excited. I'm very excited. Yes. So we love you all, and we will be back. For part, for part two, two of the Edgar Allan Poe Museum. I'm Amber. And I'm Tina. Darkness, Darkness is our way of life. life. See you in the mirror next time. time.